Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. The Opinion Line on Corks 96 FM. Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good, good, good. You know, people will ask you, you're probably sick of, ask, of, of them asking you now, why do you wear a wig? Yeah. Oh, PJ, people ask me the strangest things, but I suppose, you know, if you're not seeing me in real life and you're seeing me on Instagram and I'm talking to the camera, you know, I have a, I have almost complete regrowth so from the front my hair looks perfect so mm. you know I always get messages off random people saying why are you wearing a wig and then I have to go through the whole spiel of you know I'm still bald at the back and I have alopecia and blah yeah. blah blah but because there's, yeah, there's a photograph near the top of your page the third or fourth one in has you with lovely dark hair as opposed to all the other blonde is that your own hair yeah the short dark yeah, that's hair fabulous. is my own it's hair lovely. Yeah. it's really nice it's really, really nice. Yeah, it's it's fab. It's it's actually it's really important for me to share that part of it because I suppose I have alopecia for four years and when it was spotted, it was kind of okay, you have alopecia, you know, we'll deal with this and try different treatments. And then as nothing was working, I was told, you know, the type of alopecia Ariat I have, it's called offices. It's kind of in a wave like pattern. Um, I was told, oh, that won't grow back. And, mm. you know, then I was also told alopecia can, you'd be told a million things. I was told alopecia um, can normally have a life of about two years. So after the two year mark, you know, it can grow back. Um, and then I hit the two year mark, didn't grow back. And, you know, everything was kind of against me. Treatments weren't working. I was told it won't grow back and my pattern wasn't going my way. But I have, I have regrowth and it's so important for me to share people, okay, it took four years, but my hair is growing well, back, it, you know. It, it's gorgeous, I have to say. Now, we've talked before. Oh, thank you. It is, it's really lovely. T talk to me a, bit, a little bit about alopecia. Like, people will be asking, well, obviously it's hair loss, but what causes it? How does it start? And where do you take it from there? Okay. So you have loads of different forms of alopecia and hair loss in general. There's lots of different causes. Um, it can be anything from um, bacteria to genetics to stress. Um, it is an autoimmune disease. So, you know, although it might be caused by stress, stress and anxiety and all these sort of things don't help the situation because they raise your cortisol levels. So it raises the inflammation mm. and it encourages the hair loss. Never heard of it but, as an autoimmune before. That's a new one. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's an autoimmune disease. But, you know, they're... they're they're not really focusing in too much on looking for a cure for alopecia simply because they don't know the cause. Mm. So if you've no cause, it's very hard to curb it and cure it. 
And it's also seen as um, not a life-threatening disease, mm. which I disagree with, but that's that's what it's seen as. Mm. Um, there are some studies going on, but compared to other diseases and autoimmune diseases and disorders, it's, it's definitely something mm. that's not researched. And I think down society level, it's something that's not spoken about. Yeah. Um, and I think it's something that we do need to encourage because anything, I speak about all forms of hair loss, I mean, there's so many people suffer from alopecia, but there's so many people out there suffer from other types of hair loss, like telogen effluvium from stress hair loss and, you know, even postpartum hair loss. And it's something that gets people really down and it's something people are very ashamed of. And I don't think that should be the case because Mm. the more that we let people know that, come here, there's one in every four women will suffer from some form of hair loss at some point in their life. You know, then you're looking at a group of five women and, you know, maybe one or more has had some hair loss or will. Do you know? So it's very, very important to get the conversation going. And I suppose, especially with Alopecia Awareness Month, I'm just really trying to get the word out there. Mm. And I started my page in May 2020. And even the difference, I'm not saying because of my page, but even the difference in time you know, people are so much more open about it. You know, well, big take, brands. Take some credit for that, Chloe, because you see, oh. you know, well, well, someone like yourself who's been through what you've been through goes and is that open on Instagram with your photos and, 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 and videos and stuff like that. It encourages people to say, do you know what? That's what I'm going through, only I don't have the guts to talk about it. So take take credit for that. Like, you mentioned the fact that, that sometimes it's dismissed as not life-threatening or, or not this. But I can't imagine what it must feel like to wake up one morning and to, as the first thing we all do, put your hand through your hair and a lump of it comes out in your hand. How does that feel? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I do think it is life-threatening, you know. I'm I'm very, I suppose I'm more open about it now than I was back then, but I'm open about it in speaking that I I did go into the depths of you know depression when my hair came out I it was a massive mental health struggle mm. I would wake up in the morning and the person who went to sleep the night before looked different to the person in the morning because it was coming out so fast and it was getting so bad so quickly so I would change. I was losing my identity every single day I woke up I looked different and I couldn't sort of come to terms with it my mentality couldn't keep up with the speed of the physical change and it was it was petrifying you know I I would fall asleep and I would dream about it I'd wake and I'd think about it and it was just constant battle something that I thought I would never get through and I looked to see you know I was looking online and I was looking on Google and there was these studies and there was these you know, participants and nothing seemed sort of on a personal level to me. I could find Google images, but although two people in the estate I was living in, according to statistics, might have had it, I I couldn't see anyone in front of me. I couldn't speak to anyone. And so that's why it was so important for me to say, right, I'm going to sort of normalize this. And I suppose I, I would have done a lot of, I, I was very, I am very fortunate in my life, PJ, of great support system, a great family. I'm very, very lucky. And I always loved doing charity work. I always felt so blessed that I loved giving back. 
and it was nothing ever that was too close to home you know it was just always you know my grandmother died in Marymount they were great so raised money for Marymount different things like this and it was sort of like this happened to me for a reason and I said right Chloe you were looking for someone someone that you could just speak to on a personal level, look at on a personal level and someone that would just be honest with you while you can hide in the shadows and try and deal with this mentally. And I couldn't find that person. So I said, look, this can be my good thing to do. I will be that person for other people that when they flick through Instagram, you know, they're sitting down the evening, they're feeling crap, their hair is coming out, they don't know how to deal with it. They'll see this girl who's normal, who talks about it openly, who shares everything she's tried, tips and tricks, and who you can just message and get an instant message back and just have a conversation with and sort of normalize the situation so that person doesn't feel so alone, you know, that they know that, okay, someone else knows how I'm feeling because I always harp on about it. Mm. All the doctors I saw, all the consultants I saw, all the herbalist I saw everyone was saying oh you know it's so tough and you poor thing and I know how you feel and I would look at people and I'd say that's lovely and I really appreciate it I'd say this in my head now not to their face I I wouldn't like to say there Chloe unless your hair is coming out in fistfuls you don't know how I feel exactly I was saying that in my head PJ I wasn't saying it to their face but that's exactly maybe some of these people need to be told that to their face though <laughs> yeah, well, you know, when you're when you're sitting in front of a consultant who is trying to help you, and it's you true, don't want to, it's true, yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's just that's just me. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, it uh, like you, it's so common, and yet people hide away from it. Um, so yeah, any they, words they for, an, for anyone who's just been diagnosed or woke up this morning with a fistful of hair in their hand and is terrified? Any little bit of words of wisdom you'd offer? As we as we mark alopecia month, so something I always do say to people is action, action straight away. The very first thing you need to do is go straight into your GP and get a full blood work done. Um, you know, there's different reasons for hair loss. It can often be a simple thyroid issue. You know, so once that's sorted, the hair will come back. Sometimes it's just lacking in certain vitamins. So the first thing I would do is go straight into your GP. Um, and then I suppose the second thing is get on to me. Give me a message. I'll, I'll, you know, get to the bottom of it. Say, okay, have you been to your GP? What are you using? Have you tried this? I, I would definitely think that you need to action things fairly fast. I left things a little too late. And that's what I put down to, you know, a little bit slower regrowth. Um, I left things hanging on a little bit. I was not accepting the situation. And I regret kind of not, you know, getting the ball rolling a little bit sooner. Um, so that is one thing I'd say is get into your GP straight away and maybe speak to someone who has hair loss and who is educated in different types of hair loss like myself, because I speak to so many different people, mums, dads, boyfriends, you know, men, women, about all different types of hair loss. And I always say to people, you know, let me know how you get on. And people come back to me and they say, look, I tried this and it didn't work, or I tried this and it did work. And then I can sort of give a rough guide of, look, Mm. I I don't know, but this person tried this and it worked for them. It's worth a try because when you're in that situation, PJ, you'll do anything. anything. I've been there and I did do anything, you know. Talk about reaching out to people. Trish, who listens regularly to the programme in London, just sent me a picture of her daughter 
whose hair is growing back. She lost it when she got COVID in January. She lost whole tufts of hair. And Trish has been using a kind of a, as she said, it's a German shampoo on it. And it's growing back now. So they're so happy with that. Yeah, yeah, that that was another massive thing. There was a huge amount of people caught COVID and are going through hair loss. As far as I'm concerned, the statistics are it is growing back for most people that have hair loss because of COVID. But it's still something you don't want to go through, you know. Um, I suppose a shock to the system getting COVID and the stress of the whole lockdown and how hard it was on people is not going to help the situation either. Yeah. But it, it is it is very common. I'm hearing that yeah. at least once a week, someone who's lost their hair after catching COVID. Crikey. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Well, that, that alone, I think, will be, you know, so, uh, a bit of solace to someone like Trish and her daughter who, who are going through it. Like, you're hearing from someone once once a week. Chloe, I'm delighted to talk to you again. Every time I speak to you, you're, you're more lively and positive than you were the last time. And as I said before, your, your, your own hair is fabulous. Uh, and I'm delighted to see Thank it coming you. back for you. And, and if anyone wants to go and visit you on Instagram, Chloe's Hair Affair, all one word. That's it. And look, I suppose my biggest thing now this month is I'm four years down a very long journey and my hair is growing back. So I never, ever, ever gave up hope. Even when I was told to my face to give up hope, I never, ever gave up hope. And Somewhere I think that's the wrong thing to say to someone like you. <laughs> I know, I know. And I, I just always kept hope and it just got me through the four years to be Good honest that that that's what did it for me um and look i'm on the other side so Good you know you. i would just say to people look after yourself don't give up hope you know there is light at the end of the tunnel if it doesn't go back we'll deal with that too we'll normalize it okay and i suppose yeah just raise awareness now for this month look after yourself chloe always a pleasure to speak with you on the opinion line that's chloe sheehan courts 96 fm Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 